0: Well, hello, Seattle, hello,
1: Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and the, uh, the ranger of rum. That's right, I guess you call me a rum ranger. Some people <laughs> might call me something else. But, one of my favorite distilled beverages in the world is rum. Um, There's so many great flavors of rum. Obviously, a lot of it comes from the Caribbean, but uh, rum is is ubiquitous uh, in the uh, tropic areas around the world, whether it's Hawaii or the Caribbean or the Bahamas or Jamaica, Australia. Um, and I happen to have a rum expert here who's of uh, uh, Ben Jones, and he's the managing director for um, a very interesting organization, a conglomerate, if you will. It's called uh, Spear Bomb, and they own some distilleries in the uh, Caribbean, uh, San Lucia. And, well, will let him talk about that. But I do love rum. I've got um, a host of little samples here. Uh, this company is, is pretty amazing because they are actually uh, ins- own the distilleries, which um, you know, a lot of people just buy rum and, and then bottle it and, and do their own thing. But these people um, can really f- fine-tune and craft something very unique from these wonderful places in the world. So without further ado, Ben Jones, Managing Director for Spirit Bomb. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour Radio.
2: Oh, thank you very much for having me.
1: Fantastic. Yes, you're the managing director. So, um, tell me about this company called Spear Bomb or Spear Bam. Which is it?
2: No, Spear Bomb is right. And um, you know, quite simply, it it kind of came together over you know several years of uh, just sort of developing uh, our rum brands. The the company is actually based in Martinique. It's a French company, Um, but and we started with our. Our first brand was Rum Clément, which came to the United States, and my personal connection to that brand is that it was founded by uh, a, a descendant of my four generations before me. That you know, I, so I grew up with that rum, and, and really? I introduced Rum Clément into the United States in two thousand five, and um, and then we we have another distillery partner with another distillery in Northern Martinique called Rum JM, and so eventually we had Rum JM in the U.S. market, and then. Um, you know, we were kind of just going along like that, and you know, we were really the first to introduce rum agricole, which is a, a, a unique category in the universe of rum. It means that we produce rum from sugar cane juice rather than from molasses. And I would say it's you know, it would be rum is a big category, like whiskey is a big category, but you know, bourbon is very different than Scotch, and so rum agricole is very different from the the rest of the types of the rums that are out there. And Rum Agricole has now carved its niche into the whole rum universe. And, uh, you know, you, you, you start to see Agricole rum, you know, distributed around North America. But then we wanted to, um, to diversify or, or really expand our rum offer, the portfolio that we could bring to our key accounts, you know, our favorite bartenders and, and some of the merchants that are out there. And so about uh, three or four years ago, we partnered up with St. Lucia Distillers, which is an island just sort south of Martinique. but quite different. It's, a, it's, it's classified as part of the English Caribbean, where Martinique is a French Caribbean island. But uh, So they're making rum from molasses, and they're also making spice rum. So quite different than what we were doing, and it really allowed us to come back to our key trade partners to say, look, we have other rums for you, and, and really, with this portfolio, um, you know, our team – we are very, very proud to say that we are truly, you know, experts about. Well, we we, we like to try to be the expert. I don't, I don't always like to. I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room ever, but we try to. <laughs> we try to at least focus on rum, and hopefully, we can be the kind of you know purveyor for you know the rum product or that um, you know restaurateurs, bartenders, or merchants like to to use because we really focus our education, our knowledge, and that's really our approach is that we bring. The culture we're not just importing around we're importing the culture we're bringing the, the we're importing what what you get from st lucia what you get from marnique what those people are and 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 at the same time we're bringing back all of the benefits of what's going on here in the united states and in canada back to marnique back to st lucia that's our connection with the distillery so that you know everything is really goes back into the distillery to continue to develop those businesses locally to give back to the people that are involved because these are products that are really a source of national pride, very strong national pride, in, irrespectively in Martinique and Solution. And I, can t- I can't tell you how proud the local people are when they know they can have a, you know, a Clement cocktail or a Chairman's Reserve cocktail in Seattle or in San Francisco or in New York or what have you.
1: <laughs> I love it. So, wait, you're the fourth generation descendant from the family that started Clement?
2: Yes, Wow. My mother is from Martinique, and uh, but I was born and raised in the
1: United States. Okay. And so parlez-vous français? or you parlez-vous Caribbean français? Or what do you... <laughs> <Is it laughs> I am,
2: but wait.
1: Is it Creole? Right. Something like that. Now, Saint Lucia... Oh, no, it's very French. Okay. Um, isn't Saint Lucia half of the island? Isn't Saint-Martin the other part?
2: No, no, no. Uh, uh, so, Saint-Martin... Saint Martin and, and Saint Martin are the is, is the island that is split between. Okay, and right. And that's, and that's the north of us, but you no, know, Martinique is its own island, um, and then literally just if you look at the map, just to the south is Saint Lucia. Um, but I can't I, thirty-two, 33 nautical miles separate them. But I would tell you. Worldly different different cultures, really different different cultures altogether. It's, sure, it's, it's quite a fascinating thing to
1: see. And it's quite you know interesting to know you know the the history. Right, we think about the seas that that was the the wild frontier. That was the outer space of the world back in uh, the the mid centuries, um, the the early twelfth, eleventh, third century when we had. Navies, armadas, whether it's the Portuguese, the English, the Spanish, the Dutch, um, and everyone was sort of uh, making the rounds and making their trips and and expanding this trade route. Of course, uh, there was also a bit of uh, colonialism there where they would, you know, take over a a place and sort of uh, utilize its resources and people, and and I guess a lot of that's happened, right? We think about the Hades of the world, and, and the Caribbean has been... I will say it, it's been exploited for centuries. It, but we've they've created industries there and obviously you know that's part of the culture right And we, we can't go back and change things so but we can call them for what they are. but still today, um, it's great to have people who are experts at something that you know they, they gained in this heritage. So I really appreciate that. And as a company, how many people do you employ globally?
2: Well, in St. Lucia, uh, we employ about 150, and I would say it's probably the same in Martinique between two distilleries. So the two distilleries in Martinique are Rum Comant and Rum J.M., and then in St. Lucia uh, is its own distillerie. And I would say, yeah, about 150 in St. Lucia and about 150 combined between Rum Comant and Rum J.M. in Martinique.
1: Very good. So you're you're um, you're adding to the economy. You're adding to their sense of cultural pride, and of course you're sharing. Uh, you know, of course we've got a little bit of uh, you know political correctness in this country these days, and some people say you know Chinese food is cultural appropriation. I don't know. I'm half Chinese, so it doesn't really bother me. I I you know uh, I identify as an American person, and although um, you know I, I'm tall for being Chinese, so people don't really mess with me. But uh, that's good for me now. I'm such a rum fan that I drink rum bloody marys. I always call it a rum mary, and it's always fun. People go, "Wow, really? How's that?" I'm not a big vodka guy, but I do like white rum. What's uh, one of your favorite cocktails? Are you a Hemingway guy? Are you a what's next? That uh, one? You know, Comi- uh, no, not a Kamikaze. Yeah, no, daiquiri. Uh, no, Daiquiri. Yeah, so I I,
2: I love a great Daiquiri. Um, yeah, you, you know particularly when the when the weather is right it's, it's hard to go uh, a day without a good daiquiri but we have something from martinique that's similar to a daiquiri it's called a tea punch tea
1: punch, tea punch yes quite
2: literally, yeah tea punch is quite literally the uh sort of the the, the national cocktail of the french caribbean and, and uh, so of course very popular in martinique as well as our neighbor neighbors to the north Guadeloupe, another french island and tea punch is a cocktail that can only be made with rum agricole right like that it's, it's kind of in between, like, you know, if let's say an old-fashioned a daiquiri had a baby, you'd get a tea T-punch. Um, <laughs> it's a very simple cocktail, but it's sophisticated because of the flavor profile that the rum brings to the cocktail. And uh, so if you ask me what my favorite cocktail is, I mean, that's the cocktail that I have been uh, quite literally imbibing since very early years, six, seven, eight years old, when I was making them for my mother. I
1: wow. Was, uh,
2: finger, finger stirring with my pinky and just had to make sure that the balance was right. And at the same time, my father was, a, was, a, was actually a bourbon, old-fashioned person, and now I drink rum, old fashions. Really? Um, and, I, and these things are interchangeable for me. Tea Punch and rum, old-fashioned. You, you know, I'm drinking rum, old-fashioned with our age rum. I'm drinking Tea Punch with our Martinique white rum. I'll be drinking daiquiris with Bounty from St. Lucia. Um, and then, yeah, you uh, you talk about other classic rum cocktails. Hemingways are great. Um, one of my favorites is an El Presidente, which is a, an old Cuban style yes. cocktail. Um, you know, air males, uh and, and, and so on. I mean, I even enjoy a few tiki drinks from time to time, but I'm, I'm more of a simpler type of person, two, three ingredients, four ingredients, really, and, and I like to – you know, I don't. I don't particularly need a cocktail with a lot of glare and a lot of garnish. I just want to have it
1: at the right temperature and in my hands. That's right. Excellent. Well, you seem to have lived a charmed life. A uh, mixologist yes, at the I age have. of six. We'll call it a sixologist, I guess, not a mixologist. Sure. Um, you probably weren't licensed. Oh, I only but... knew
2: how to make two drinks then,
1: but yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know that you're called a specialist, right? You'd have a career for the rest of your life. In my book, I love that. I have yet to try. Uh, a rum old fashioned or a rum Hatton kind of thing. I mean, that could be pretty cool. Um, I always you like mi- a
2: little bit over there in
1: Seattle. Yes, I have, but. It, all right, we'll go over there and ask them for one. I
2: will. Rumba. They make one of the best tea punches in all of the United
1: States. They do. Right. We love Rumba, and I, I think uh, they're almost they're open now. You know, Seattle is, has gone through a lot, being the epicenter of all this stuff. You know, we're we're number one. Yep. We'd like to say, but <laughs> not anymore. Anyway, uh, Rumba is a fantastic place, and and uh, of course, let's talk about um, you know when I look at a white rum, does that mean it's been aged in oak? Right, because rum has to be aged in oak, right?
2: No, it does not. Um, uh, the Spanish style of rums out there do call for aging before filtering, like so even Bacardi, right? Um, and 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 Cuban style rums, Cuban rums will age and they will uh, filter the color out. Uh, but in the case of Martinique, all of our white rum um, comes up with still. It stays in bats for some conditions and for reduction. And then if we don't put it in the barrel, you know, it'll stay in a vat for six months. And um, but if we don't, it know, be a stainless steel vat, so we won't pick up any color from any wood. Right. Stainless steel, but it will soften. And then during that time period, we'll add a little bit of water. We agitate, we let it rest. So we do a long, mellow reduction. So it's not all at once. And, and it keeps the spirit, the integrity of the spirit together. And anyway, there's a beautiful, you know, white rum with lots of floral, lots of aromatics and, and grilled tropical fruit flavors and a great vegetable grassiness particularly in the body and glycerin you want, you don't, we want all that natural raw character to come through. So it doesn't get aged whatsoever. And then in, in the case of, um, in St. Lucia, we're not required to age first before bottling our white rum, but, um, the bounty white rum that we bring into the United States is actually aged two years. So it's a, it's a, it's an English Caribbean style of rum. I would say it's from that part of the rum making map, but, we definitely draw a little bit of exception by borrowing a technique that is more famous in Cuba by taking a two-year-old rum that has been filtered out to make it white. um,
1: Oh.
2: But I would tell you that the large majority of the white rums you see, well, I can't say the large majority because everyone sees Bacardi, and Bacardi is that, but – Typically, white rums, yes, they don't have to see the barrel to be classified as uh, white rum.
1: Because I always like cruising white rum, because I think they put it in a barrel, and I always added that little softness, that texture, which really kind of softened it for me. And when I think of um, Caribbean water, uh, I want to think of Fiji water high in silica, but that's different. Is Caribbean water limestone, or is it uh, volcanic? Well,
2: it it depends on the island, but yes, it is quite volcanic, and, um, and and it's very soft. That's actually a good uh, quality, and the water that we have is very soft. Um, we do at Saint Lucia actually collect rainwater. Really? Um, as well as we source, yeah, we collect all the rainwater that falls in the distillery, um, as well as we also have a source uh, um, from a spring that we use, and we use some of this water. So the the um, the all of the the hold that the, thought. The, hold
1: on, Ben. Hold that thought and give you a second. We're gonna take a quick break, and I need to pour some rum here. Hey, folks, speaking with Ben Jones, the managing director of Spearbomb, and talking about some Caribbean rum right here on Happy Hour Radio.
0: He's loud. He's proud. Holding nothing back. Michael Savage, the Savage Nation, weeknights nine to eleven, Talk Radio Five Seventy KVI. Now, more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, Seattle. Hey, talking about the world of the wild, wild world of rum. We're doing rumba. We're doing... was it tea punch uh (laughs) and unfortunately i don't have mixologists here so i'm doing them all straight but i've got uh the master the managing director of spear bomb ben jones he's calling from rhode island here in the united states we're talking uh, they sent me some great rums you guys just did a a a zoom visual presentation how'd that go i
2: mean it's actually been a lot of fun we've done two of them so far and we've got a couple more scheduled um we actually well We've been doing actually a lot of these different things, uh, Chris, because for different groups. I mean, I've got one in an hour with uh, with a whole big uh, rum society. Oh, wow. Um, but like we're doing it with some of our distributors and, and the ones that you're talking about, yeah, we've had some different uh, key influential people. We, we were supposed to have a trip down to the Caribbean for a couple of these people. And obviously because of the recent pandemic, we had to cancel that. So we started the zoom thing as, as with just those those people to be like sorry we couldn't bring you down there, but let's do our best to bring you up here. And I showed them videos and I kind of gave them a virtual tour and we did some sampling and it went off really well. So we started sending samples out and kind of doing more of these things. That's how
1: it kind of started. That's awesome. Well, I got the pleasure of having you all to myself. Um, And I know just before we went to break, we were talking about water and you said that, of course, uh, different islands have a little different source of water, but most of it is volcanic and soft. So they have aquifers down deep. That's water has been filtered for centuries. um, And are there different s- types of water that you use for different blends or different uh, expressions of the rum?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be try, I'll be try, I will try to be as short as possible. But in, because we're talking about rum from St. Lucia and we're talking about rum from Martinique at the same time. But uh, starting with St. Lucia, I was able to tell you, we have two water sources. Uh, we harvest our own rainwater, but that's treated, treated through reverse osmosis. So we strip it from any sort of anything that would come through it. It's, it's completely neutral. Um, and that would be used for, you know, bringing the the, the rum down from distillation or barrel proof, uh, using our blending down to the the proof that is in your bottle, down to like, let's say it's uh, eighty proof or what have you. Um, the pond water is actually a spring-fed pond water, about a little <laughs> a little over a kilometer away <laughs> from our distillery. Actually, has all those minerals that we're talking about. Very little calcium. That would that's what makes it soft. And this water comes with a lot of nutrients for the yeast to utilize during fermentation. So it really augments the flavor profile in fermentation. It's not used in, in, in the final finishing of the product, like I was talking about before, but it's really utilized more so in the fermentation for the yeast, to feed the yeast in fermentation. Going back to Martinique, and, and I would like to highlight Rum JM because we're going to taste the white rum from Jam, uh, that is... Mum Jam is a distillery far northern part of the island, right on the backside of the uh, active volcano Montpele, And we have our sugarcane growing at the highest cultivable elevation on the island of Martinique. And at the top of the, our, our sugar cane, we have a spring, and it feeds the river. And so we're, we're able to take the water directly from the spring, and we also can take the, the river water. And all of this water that we're taking is the only water source for the entire distillery from everything, from all of our plumbing, all of our water as well as, you know, making the steam for the rum in distillation, oh. as well as for, for our uh, production, for our, for our blending, for our reduction that I'm explaining to you. But this water is not filtered whatsoever. This water has a lot of flavor and body, and, and there's a lot of minerality to it. You, when you taste it pure, it's got some slate flavor to it. And I would say that this is equally part of the component of enjoying Martinique rum, particularly Rum jam at this point, because Rum jam. It is a terroir-driven product. You're talking about the sugar cane directly from the estate, crushed uh, within the same day. Within honestly, within the same hour of being cut, we're crushing it. It's it's that it's that sugar cane right there. And then we're and then we're using the water again from exactly the same source without any filtration. And so the white rum we're going to try, it's 50 percent alcohol. Well, the other 50 percent is this water. So it's 100 percent from that one source. And so you're really getting a true part of the
1: origin from where Rum Jam is. Wow. Now, rarely do we have something that is so specific from a place so far away, which is really cool. I mean, I shouldn't say rarely, but it's so fun to have it right here in this instance. So, I poured a little of the Rum Jam Blanc, and again, this is a Martinique rum, which is made from uh, rum agricole, which means it's a sugarcane juice, and we think about uh, the production of rum, we have sugarcane, we have sugarcane juice, and we have molasses, and I think there's one more. Is it just sugar, right? They can just make it for sh- with the sugar. Um, but each of those processes has a little different uh, uh, chemistry, a little different uh, flavor profile. So this one is sugarcane juice. Now, I pour it into my glass, and I'm using a, a regular wine glass. It's a Riedel glass and has a nice bowl. Uh, but I tell you, I'm smelling this, and it it, it it's floral, a slightly citrusy, but also a hint of of some some wild spice. I can't figure it out. It's kind of a saffron thing or something.
2: I mean, to each their own. But I would say you definitely hit it on the florality of it. I mean, you're getting lilies, you're getting like fresh cut grass and like dandelion, you know, sort of thing going on. Like you know the wildflowers. Um, you should get a little bit of a uh, fresh baked bread and some yeast to it, mm-hmm. and uh, Definitely on the citrus part, but like, you know, it's kind of like I get sometimes like more of like the roasted fruit or grilled, like tropical fruit, you know, star fruit, yeah, there you go. grilled pineapple. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot going on. And it's, it's one-time distilled. It's distilled at very low proof. Like, distilling at low alcohol, the less alcohol means. More. More non-alcoholic parts. Well, non-alcoholic parts is natural character, natural flavor. Right. So yeah. Spirit really like explodes out of your little uh, bowl.
1: <laughs> that it is, and uh, you know, I'm really surprised that there could be so many aromatics in um, a, a simple distillate. Right. We we don't think about that because we. You know, I'm sure Bacardi is basically column still distillate, but this is a single batch, one time pot still, right?
2: No, it's a column still. It's a single. Oh. String. Okay. So it's, a, it's, single, it's a single column, so it's, it's a single distillation.
1: Got it. All so right.
2: It's a, and it's, a, it's a unique column. It's called the Crayol Column. It's actually, uh, it's back in the days, they, they actually took Armagnac stills yes. and modified them for sugarcane distillate rather than grape distillate. And in that modification, they took the name, the Crayol Column. And that is the, we have an AOC, you're familiar with wines, so we have an AOC in Martinique. And so now all the distilleries, you know, more or less, I have the same. Very strict regulations, standards of quality that we, you know, between parcels of land we can grow our sugar cane and uh, sugarcane cane varietals, uh, fermentation techniques, distillation techniques. So, we're, you know, we're talking about everyone's using the same style of crayon column still. You know, uh, for you know that resting and conditioning, aging type of oak we can use, uh, or size of oak we can use, and uh, in, even when you get into the age rounds, age statements, and what have you.
1: Sure. Of course, uh, studying the French uh, Appellation d'Origine Contrôlée Laws and the EU laws, uh, certain things have regulations. Of course, Martinique being part of the, uh, the French uh, uh, country, uh, um, it has those same uh, guidelines and restrictions of what you can and cannot do. Now, Rum J.M. Blanc, this is the base rum for all the expressions or are there several different base rums?
2: Well, I mean, we make a white rum, and uh, we always have to start with a white rum. And then if we don't put it in the bottle, yeah, it goes into age. But yeah, it basically starts
1: like this. Great. Um, it's a great spirit. Yeah. I mean, I'm really I really appreciate the flavor here. It's, it's There's a sense of gin here. It's gin-esque. It has that... Eth- yeah,
3: botanicals.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and Because I'm not a huge juniper fan, but um, what I'm finding in this is that it has some acidity. Where does that come from? Is that just part of the chemistry?
2: Acid comes in fermentation. Uh, acids can also come in aging, but as we're talking about white rum, the acids you're getting are, are naturally occurring in the fermentation process, and that's, that's what the hand of the maker is doing in fermentation is, you know, locating and fixing certain acids we want to come into our rum as well as trying to prohibit other acids we don't want into our
1: rum. Excellent. So we can find this J.M. Blanc rum here in the Pacific Northwest? Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm on that. Um, I have four uh, darker shade rums here. Uh, I have one called the Clement VSOP. Should we try that, or should we try the Chairman's Original?
2: No, I would like you to stay with Clement VSOP because we'll stay with Rum agricole. Perfect. We'll stay in the same, island, same category.
1: Excellent. So uh, tell me about this. This says aged four years in Virgin French, Barrique.
2: It's a blend of... Uh French oak, and the French oak is new oak, so virgin oak, uh, barrique from the which is an uh, area of, uh, of France. And
1: where they get the cognac barrels.
2: Right, southwestern France, exactly. And then we also use American barrels, uh, recharge bourbon barrels, as well as the new American oak barrels. And Kaman is probably has the strongest reputation for aged rum, and Kaman yes. USOP is by far the most popular uh, age expression from the island of Martinique. It's we, we have distribution in, the, like, I don't know, 35, 80 countries. And so it's it's more synonymous with with what people outside of Martinique and outside of France come to understand what is Martinique rum Agricole. It's kind of like the bench cold mark standard, let's say. And so with that, our age Rome profile really comes the fact that we are really playing with uh, a nice diversity of, of barrels, particularly with our, with our char profiles uh, from the French – side of the, of, of the Atlantic Ocean, as well as the American side of the Atlantic Ocean, doing different toasts, different char profiles, looking for different um, flavors that we can extract out of the oak that marries very well with the pure sugarcane distillate. And then we have a bunch of rums that you know, are, are a, a minimum of four years old, and then we can blend those together uh, and make really beautiful complexity, right. and that's what you have here
1: just like cognac, so they blend barrels, which is really cool. Speaking with Ben Jones, the managing director for Spear Bomb out of Rhode Island. They own uh, some distilleries in San Lucia and Martinique, and we're tasting uh, some fantastic rum agricole right here on Happy Hour Radio. Hey, folks, stick around. I've got more to talk about right here on 570 KVI. <laughs>
0: Tune it in and turn it up. Cruise home with Kirby. The Kirby Wilbur Show, live and local. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All
1: right, we're doing the rum, time for round three. I've got three more bottles of rum. Yo-ho-ho, ho. three bottles of rum and one cool cat. Ben Jones, Managing Director for Spearbomb, based out of Rhode Island. They've got distilleries in Martinique, which is a French AOC, an island in the Caribbean, and also San Lucia, which is part of the English Caribbean. We were just speaking about the Clement VSOP, which is a Martinique agricole rum made from sugarcane juice, aged four years, and they used French barrels from the Limousine Oak Forest, right side, outside of Cognac, and plus... Some super extra toasted bourbon barrels from American Oak, which is a little more coconut, so we have different flavors. Of course, they find these barrels, then they take all these four-year-old rums and blend them to find one beautifully elegant, sophisticated product, and that's what I have here. I'm really digging the flavors. There's slight spice, slight sweetness, vanilla, coconut, but also um, there's a there's, there's slightly earthy flavor here. I'm trying to figure what that
2: is. I mean that's agricultural rum right there. That's it.
1: You're, you got the earth, you got the vegetable, you got the beans, you get the legumes. That's 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 a pure vegetable distillate from pure sugarcane juice. Boom. Yeah, I'm Look yeah. at me. How about that? I'm going to be a <laughs> an expert someday. Um, yummy. And so I'm super cool. I'm super glad that these these uh, products, these rums, are available here in the Pacific Northwest. And who's your distributor? Are you a Young's or yeah. Southern or Noble or Winebow? Yeah.
2: In, over in your neck of the woods, it's uh, American
1: Northwest. Oh, perfect. North State, but we, we are with Young Flores in the States. So. Okay. Well, we love Anson Fedechkin of uh, American yeah, Northwest and the, the hand whole hand team. Hand. Of course, yeah. my friend Cyril yeah. Frechier is over there, and uh, I'm digging this. So the next one up, so we've we talked about uh, rum, agricole, again, sugarcane juice out of the Martinique AOC. The next one, is this the Chairman's Original?
2: Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hop on our catamaran and go to sail a little bit south a couple hours to uh, nice. Saint Lucia. And Sherman's Reserve is a blended rum, it's a classic uh, English scribbing style rum and what that means is a, it's a blend of pot and column still rums of different ages. You know, you'll you know, the bottles don't have any age statement and that's really the sort of signature thumbprint of St. Lucian rum. It's where it's there's a ethos, is a philosophy really of of blending different distillates from different, uh, you know, different apparatuses, uh, the pot, the column, as well as different barrels and whatnot to really create different bespoke flavors. And so the chairman's reserve is really the, the, the ambassador of St. Lucian rum. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I, I this is, it, it, it really kind of is, it's, it's a winner because of its versatility. You know, at a home bar, it can be in that Manhattan old fashioned type of cocktail, but it's also great. in. You know, those daiquiris and mojitos
1: and whatnot oh I love the idea of uh, you know because it has it has first of all it's it's such a friendly soft Beguiling kind of rum. It has um, just very faint toffee flavors. Um, there's some coconut. There's there's hints of of tropical fruit, um, but it's very very pleasant, very soft on the palate. And to me, um, this is really a uh, has a nice length on the finish. And to be a blend of just really non age statement rums, which means you're probably using some four year stuff, some younger stuff, but of course you're creating the style, which is is really um, a winner for me. I love it.
2: It's fantastic. Mm. I mean, it's great. Old fashioned It's 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 a big winner. I mean, it's it's it is Saint Lucia in a glass, and it's the Saint Lucia people. It's the Saint Lucia culture
3: in a
1: glass. Mm, Uh. Yummy. Well, this is really cool. Um. And now, what's interesting is that the Clement, the the Clement Agricole. Um. Didn't you have a specific style bottle, right? Isn't it sort of a looks more like a vase or a a pot, right? It's a short. It's, Kind of round, conical, but it's got flared. Is that the bottle I'm thinking of? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: You're coming from
1: on. No. Yeah, I don't know that one. I'm trying to remember. But I probably didn't do a well description. All right, on to the next. Um, the Chairman's Original is delicious to me. That is a very sophisticated rum with a very easy palate, and I think um, it, it's really uh, deliciously interesting and, and um, alluring. So next up is the rum JM
2: yeah, so the JMXO, we're going back to Martinique, and uh, that's an aged rum. Uh, XO in the French uh, AOC age statement means six years.
1: Minimum of six uh, years, that,
2: yep. Yeah, six years old, and that rum aged five years in rechar Burton barrels and then finished the last year in brand-new French oak.
1: Interesting. The first thing I got, which is, I, I definitely got that hint of French oak off the nose. I mean, boom, it hit me, and it was it smelled like this classic French oak. Um, but also, there is some some darker vanilla. It reminds me of vanilla extract on, on this one.
2: Yeah, and that's so, right. I mean, vanillas are, are are classic, typical flavors that come from American oak. You know, French oak is very tannic. It's very strong, and so it doesn't. Do well for us when we start aging because sure. you, know, you have to realize in the Caribbean, we don't have winter, it's very hot, tropical, hot, humid climate. Um, so aging is quite aggressive. We're losing eight to nine percent angel share. I was going to ask that. Holy smokes! Maybe. So it's like triple, like the age. You know, we're talking about JMXO right now. It's like six years old. It has the equivalent age expression to like an eighteen year old bourbon, right? So in, Just because of all that temperature,
1: right? right? It's, it's not going through the right. cold, the the pushing pulling so process.
2: Using yeah, so imagine using French oak. Very like French oak is very strong, very brings for all, for, all, for very all tight. You know, the good and the benefit it brings, but it's better to to use that later after the spirit has taken on. All the color and all the tannins and all the flavors of the American oak, which helps mute the aggressiveness of that French oak. So we'll we'll, we'll start with that five years in the American oak, and we'll transfer to the, to the French oak to give it that sort of salt and pepper searing to the rum.
1: I like that. And again, the, uh, the there's some tannin on the finish here, um, and it's got that spiced uh, that French oak spice tannin here. Um, and this is actually a, a little hotter too. It's 45% alcohol by volume, so it does have a little bit of heat on the lip. Um, but I think that tannin also accentuates the burn of alcohol, doesn't it?
2: Well, yeah, but like I mean, we like our rum strong. I mean, so do I. Where, I. mean, this is the way, this is the way that people in Martinique like their rum, <laughs> and, 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 including Saint Lucia. I mean, we, we we don't like to quote unquote sugarcoat it for the uh, for the uh, no. customer. I mean, you need to you need to appreciate and get like what it was intended to make, what the hand of the maker wanted to do, what the local people, the culture, again. Would, would do, and and we don't want to we don't want to change anything. I mean, you either like it, and we and we hope you do. And if you don't, you
1: know, we hope you come back and try and forgive <laughs> me. We hope you come back. Uh, perfect. Speaking with Ben Jones, who is the uh, managing director for Spearbaum, which owns distilleries in Saint Lucia and Martinique in the Caribbean. Uh, ben, we've got one more here. It's called the Chairman's Spice, the finest Saint Lucian rum, spice rum.
2: Yeah, so back to Sandy Lucia. Now we can't really talk about uh, Sandy Lucia or really parts of English government without talking about spice drum. <clears throat> I feel like spice drum got an extremely bad rap in the United States. Uh, I, we can do a whole another show on the reason why for that. But what what the American can, what the American market, what the American consumer, what the American has totally misunderstood or has never had an opportunity to understand fully is that you know the origins, the authenticity, the genuine part of what spice drum really is, and you know, it's it, it is a very much inter, integrated and intertwined into the culture of the English Caribbean. People are doing like homeopathic and medicinal type of recipes with their own spice rum. It's like tinctures, it's a bark. Like, yeah, they use a bark uh, called Bois Bondi, which is very well celebrated and recognized for its aphrodisiac qualities and <laughs> virility and stamina. Ooh. And then like, that bark, or they use this root that's called Kalkan, which kind of does the same thing. But these components are quite bitter and very aggressive on the palate. So to mask some of that bitterness, they would put some vanilla, some cloves, and, you know, some nutmeg, they might put a little bit of sugar in there as well as, you know, it could be a myriad of things, depending if you're in the open air market. You can meet a lot of different old rum mamas who have their recipe for rum, spice
1: rum in the morning, and
2: spice rum at night, or spice rum when you get mad of the club and spice rum when you got to go to work, and, and they're all very very high proof and very potent, and they're they they've got it's 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 a player. The charmed spice in your glass is, is our best tribute to to what's going on in Saint Lucia. There's like 27 different components going in there um, between. You know, orange peels and and lime rind and coconut. To obviously, you can see some uh, cinnamon and clove and vanilla bean. And and obviously, we can't make a German, we can't make I'm sorry. We can't make a thing. spice from without that bois day.
3: <laughs> looking
2: for that Bois day. It's really, really, really the most authentic, most genuine spice Drum, and and it's and it's it it's really representative of what true spice Drum is supposed to be. And unfortunately, uh, the you know. And this is the first uh, one of the first times that you know the United States has had the opportunity to have a true, authentic English Caribbean spice drum. You know, in front of them, it's the rest of it. I, I, I hate to say, but it's been everyone's been fooled. Everyone's been <laughs> for the last thirty years.
1: <laughs> Hoodwinked, yeah. We got the pirates' booty here, uh, Ben. This is now. This is like a cocktail in the glass. This is expressive. Yeah. It's delicious. It's it can stand by itself. It is. So so flavorful, but in a good way because it goes through these layers of flavor. It's not like sugar sweet, you know, Captain Morgan's, which a lot of people think is the epitome of it. Um, this is fantastic. I can imagine this being the benchmark for all spice rums. Uh, ben Jones, this has been great. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you sending samples, and I appreciate you maintaining the quality of these fantastic spirits. Thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. What's a website for people who can find more information?
2: Oh, dot www.spiribam.com. It's S-P-I-R-I-B-A-M.com. Awesome. And many of their brands all have their individual websites.
1: Fantastic. Ben Jones, thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you again. We'll talk again on Happy Hour Radio.
2: Thank you. Cheers.
0: Some say three is a crowd. We say the more the merrier. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekdays, 9 to noon, KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. Hey, Seattle. Hey, Peter San. Welcome back. Time for our fourth and final segment.
1: You may recall uh, a couple weeks ago we had a pal uh, who created some fantastic Low alcohol, no alcohol beers. It's Bravis Brewing. His name is Philip Brandis. He's an old software developer, uh, engineer, and uh, I don't know what he did, but now he's brewing beer with low alcohol. Uh, we had the cerveza. We had the uh, amber ale, the IPA, and the oatmeal stout. All oh, freaking amazing. I can't believe someone got there before I did, uh, but I'm excited because then I don't have to work as hard. Philip Brandis, hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Hey. Thanks for having me back. Cool, man. Um, your beers are freaking amazing. They're available at Total Wine, uh, Bravis Brewing. No, Bravis.com, B-R-A-V-U-S.com is the website. Uh, again, do you have any seasonal beers coming up? Uh, do you, I know that we've we got the Raspberry Goes, which was probably a perfect and a white ale, which are great spring and summer kind of beers. Do you do a- Yeah, we actually-
3: yeah. Christmas? Uh, yeah, we have a, a limited peanut butter stout coming out in about, uh. Uh, I would say, two weeks. Yeah, I remember that belching beaver peanut butter stout. Big fan of that beer. So uh, probably not the lightest beer for summer, but uh, definitely <laughs> is, is tasty and fun. I'm so. kind
1: of curious if that'll be a good marinade or something, right? Was for some Calby uh, yeah, oh, ribs?
3: Calby right. ribs, yep. perhaps. Yep.
1: Okay, uh, yep. to our final two beers, which I'm really kind of disappointed. You got to mix some more and send them up to me. I love these so much. I've got the white ale or the raspberry goes. Uh, let's hit the Goza. Perfect. The goes now. Um, I knew a gentleman whose last name is Goes, um, but I'm unfamiliar with this beer. I want to say it comes from. Is it a
3: sour? It is a sour, yeah. Except you know, a lot, a lot, yeah. A lot of our customers uh, don't, you know, we go for a general audience, right? So we don't make it super sour. We kind of approach it more on the sweet side. Get that raspberry tartness to it. Um, Yeah, so super, yeah, refreshing. I love it.
1: Holy smokes, this is phenomenal.
3: That yeah, raspberry. Yeah, got a little... Where are the raspberries
1: coming from? This tastes uh, fresh. We
3: source them locally here. Holy yeah. smokes! Uh, so brew with those, and then a little bit of uh, Himalayan uh, salt on the back end, just a, just a oh. tad. People kind of trip out when they say you put salt in beer, but uh, yeah. it gives it a little uh, something. And if anything else, uh, you know, like Gatorade, it makes you want to drink more.
1: So, <laughs> hey, um, I'm totally into salt. I actually, had I bet I know where you get that Himalayan salt. There's a company called uh, what's it called? Remember? <laughs> The salt block or the salt rock. Um,
3: oh, yeah, the salt block. You're right, the salt yeah, lick. The, yeah, he's,
1: <laughs> that's what it is. So You can do a beer like that. Um, the, ras- the flavor, So first of all, this, again, has a little protein. It has a little hazy beer. Um, it has acidity, but it, it's like a raspberry. Raspberries can be tart. And sweet, and uh, I guess we like a mix, right? Because I, we can't enjoy the sweetness without the sour. It's like why lemonade is, is a very delicious beverage. How many exactly. raspberries go into this? What's the ratio of uh, raspberries oh, per geez. gallon? Oh,
3: it, it's it's a it's a disgusting amount. But <laughs> it depends on the batch we brew. But you know, it's quite a bit, obviously. And we use. You know, it took me a while to, to learn this, but there's red raspberries. And then there's raspberries and there's, uh, you know, black, you know, blackberries and, sure. and, and blue raspberries. Each one has a different sort of sweetness level. Some are tart, some are sweet, some are kind of in between. And so it's just finding that mix of raspberries to make it work. And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, uh, sour, I'm not too sure about. But uh, people that don't even like sours uh, or, or the go style, they love this beer. It's just super approachable, kind of like all our beers and that's kind of how we how we make them.
1: Very palatable. I think there's nothing astringent here. There's nothing out of whack. There's nothing going. What the heck is that? I, these are certainly very friendly beers, especially that they are uh .05 .5 percent alcohol, less than one percent, one tenth of one percent of alcohol. Um, which means you got to drink twenty of them.
3: <laughs> if you want right. to get somewhere? Um, in an hour, by the way, you, that, you have to shoot them in an hour to, to get a buzz. That's so.
1: right. That's when you go with the catheter. Uh, okay, but let's try a <laughs> delicious beer. Let's try the white ale. And and what was your? Did you have a recipe or had a beer that in mind that sort of you uh, you imitated or you you modeled these after?
3: Yeah, this is actually probably my, my my most fun in terms of research. So yeah, buying all the blue moons and shock tops and Einstocks and. Uh, and coffee, and, and so all the different white ales available on the market and trying to figure out w- what I like. But it, it's interesting. You know, it, what I like as a brewer sometimes really goes against what our customers are looking for. <laughs> and yeah. so we're we're still brewing that beer, and, like, we're still getting feedback. Like, no, we want a little bit, little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, we don't like the citrus. We want some more sort of – I think some of the, the, the white ales use a, a little bit of nutmeg and mm. uh, sort of all spice and so more like a – a a christmas beer sort of profile to it and so we're still playing around with that but uh, i think we're getting a good balance here of citrus uh, a little bit of coriander in there too like like a lot of white ales and so uh uh, when i first brewed this i put way too much coriander and you know it's that it's that cilantro effect you love it or you hate it right Right. and so people were not liking the, the amount of coriander i put in it first so i had to scale it back a bit and Like I said, I think we got a good balance now.
1: Well, um, Philip Brandis, man, this stuff is amazing. I like the uh, the understated effect or the uh, the style of the uh, aromatics here in the white ale. Sometimes it can be overpowering. I think it's just enough for me um, because I like it just to be a little uh, ethereal, where you sort of it's haunting and um, very well balanced. Congratulations, man! I'm real. I'm so excited about this and very uh, pleased to have you on Happy Hour Radio. It's Bravis Brewing with Philip Brandis. Hey, pal! Thanks for joining me on again on Happy Hour Radio.
3: Hey, thanks
1: again. Hey, that's good stuff, folks. Seriously, try this. You'll be blown away. It's absolutely delicious. Bravis.com, Bravis Brewing Company, non-alcoholic beers with flavor. And remember, we're out and about, either you're drinking these or you got a designated driver. Cheers!